How's everybody doing tonight? Welcome back to Allie's Ale House with the Blind Pig Confessions. <laughs> it's good to be here. 20 years I've been listening, but he, he gets it into his DJ voice all of a sudden, and, and it just, everybody else starts cracking up. He gets into the full stripper DJ Wait, uh, Who is the voice. DJ? You? Oh, I've been a DJ. He's been I, a DJ. He's been in a band. I've been a I'm not DJ sure what he does. I just, I just never really oh, developed that, that whole radio DJ voice kind you're, of thing. Your IT support. Yeah. What's that? Remember, do you, you go to Lafayette at all? Never? Okay, never mind. Now oh, we're getting off topic. Well, we have some what, uh, special guests tonight. Before you start talking. Are we actually <laughs> talking? Yeah, you, no, yes, I thought we were hey. still bullshit. we were going to start over. No. That's in the way oh, the show is. God. No, we're letting that, that beginning go because that was horrible. No, we're starting I wanna, over. I want to make the comment that Pat said we're, we're getting off topic. When did when did we get on topic? What topic. is our topic? <laughs> well, I thought we were still recording. We are. No, no, he said we got to start over. No, he didn't. Is it? Oh, no, he, he didn't. He said, said he doesn't start over. That, that, nope, okay, nope, make nope. up your mind, Brandon. Nope. We're rolling just like we had. Huh. We're already started. Brandon, you want to introduce our special guest tonight? Absolutely. I'm we have no. from Evil Check Brewery, Jeremy. Do we want less things on this? Less, less enthusiasm. Just <laughs> from Evil Check Brewery. Yeah, yeah that's me. Thanks. Jeremy. Thanks for having right, me. Thank you. Good to be here, guys. <laughs> and who else? From Arnie's on 96th Street, it is Megan. What's up? <laughs> it's like a contest announcement. <laughs> Come on down. No, it's good to have you guys. Absolutely. So you guys are on the show tonight, and I hear there's some kind of special event coming up soon. Yeah. We're actually uh, we're going to try out some new menu items on June 7th, and we, uh, we brought Evil Check in to help us pair some of it with some beer. Going to be good. Nothing better than food and beer. Right, Are we allowed to know any of the menu items that might be coming out? Are we allowed to preview that at all? Or is that like a top uh, secret? We, we previewed one of the menu items at Rev this past weekend over at the track. We had some uh, spicy Korean barbecue meatballs Ooh. that went over very, very well. Nice. So we'll probably use those at the event, but that's the only thing that I've had that I've made up my mind on so far. Spicy so. curry meatballs. What? What's the meat? Korean. Korean. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Korean barbecue. Nice. That sounds good. All right. They're very good. Wheels are turning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you want, if you want to progress your beer bod or your your dad bod or what is that? Is that going to be another trend this year? Hunter. Is it continued? Da- yes. Dad bod. Dad bod. Dad bod. It's, no, it's, it's been a trend. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's, I don't know gonna, if it's going to stop. Keep trending. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Does Leo still have a dad bod? Leo, the trend who? continues. Leo, are you, Leo, Leo, who? Like you like don't know the guy that says, "Say where's Arnie?" Yes, yeah. <laughs> Da Vinci. <laughs> there, wow. There's nothing, nothing better to progress your dad bod mm-hmm. or your beer bod than beer and food pairing. Absolutely, no, yeah. hands down. Absolutely. Yeah. I never made the connection before today. No? <laughs> no. And here I thought it was just for me eating so many damn chicken wings and drinking so much beer, but... That's a beer. But that's a pairing. That's a, be- that's a <laughs> pairing. Exactly. <laughs> it's not really a pairing. It's just normal. That's just what I do. I You've pair, been I, doing it I pair so my long. beer when I lawn, well, do the lawn, you know? I always have a beer pairing with that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When I go fishing, I pair a beer with it. Well, this is true. Good. When you know, I when I mow the lawn, I want something a little lighter, more crisp, refreshing, when I eat my scorpion wings here, I need something a little heavier to kind of kill the heat a little bit for me. Heavier, sweeter. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. 
good you, good IPA is I was good for that say, too. Typically, yeah. IPAs are supposed to be good with spicy food, right? Because the, the hops kind of they don't they don't necessarily like elevate or diminish the heat, but they they kind of butt heads. Mm-hmm. So so it it helps to take your mind off the heat when you have an IPA that's overly bitter. Um, but really, like when it I don't know when it comes to pairing, like I really love to pair like with cheeses like gorgonzola or like a creamy blue doing a nice well-balanced ipa it's just it's heaven on earth it's like the hairs on my arms are standing up right now just thinking of what i've had in the past it's do you delicious. guys all do i mean I, I do do the beer pairing for certain events in my life after i'm on i have a pbr Oh, yeah. During during a Red Wings playoff game, a- I always have guests. A- yeah. After I mean, you mow the lawn, why not during? I'm like, you got a cup I'm, holder. I'm a you got a cup holder on your. No, no. you can still put a cup holder on that. There you go. With the yeah. with straw. What about the, Absolutely. What about no. the beer belt? You, you can have the beer belt. There you go. With a long like no. straw. No. Or it's, I got to complete the job first. And then you now, wait a minute. Oh, it's a reward for you. Yeah. Have oh, you seen? Okay. Have you seen in Japan like at the baseball games the the beer vendors Mm-mm. like the the beer vendors they're all you know Japanese women they carry kegs on their back and then they just go around and they. They pour it out of the keg. God. I mean, come on, America. Get with the times. Right? <laughs> I, want, I want to do that while mowing my lawn and have my wife follow me around with a keg of beer There you bag. go. I was going to say, I, I'm going to get rid of my wife if I can find a woman that will carry a keg on her back everywhere I go. I, <laughs> I was mean, just going to say, I'm glad sorry, I'm Amy. Well, don't they, don't <laughs> they have that already? Is it, is it the man, the man can backpack uh, beer keg? I don't know. It's called, yeah, it's called like the man can. But it's, it's a fully pressurized. I, I think you're thinking of something else. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's like a fully pressurized uh, little little pony keg that is all ready to go without having to pump anything or anything. I believe it. But yeah, it's in the little backpack one. It's huh. like 250 bucks. But yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. That's a shitty name, though. Yeah, man can. Yeah, yeah, yeah that kind of it's, implies. Yes, yeah. Brewer, man brewer's yeah. droop or bathroom <laughs> or bathroom or some sort of yeah. some sort of bathroom facility. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> Yeah, so I won't be getting myself a man can anytime soon. Oh, <laughs> you know you want one. Until they change the name. Well, the camel pack isn't much better. That's what you put your water in when you put it on your back. So The camel pack? The camel pack? Camel back? Camel back. Camel pack. Camel back. Camel, back. Back. camel, yeah. camel something. B-A-K. Got, yeah. got the little straw. Use it when you're riding a long ride or running really riding far. Riding a long ride. <laughs> which, which, which he doesn't, That's when I use it. Yeah, which he doesn't really need one because he doesn't really so when you, go that So when far. you ride the long ride, you, yeah. you have to strap a water pack on, on your back. On a bicycle. Oh. God, you suck. <laughs> you said it, not me. I was just thinking, wow, man. Well, this just. I was giving you kudos. I was like, if you go that long, you need water. Good for you, buddy. All right. That's yes. not yeah. what you meant. <laughs> That's not what you meant at all. Yeah. Get your mind so out of the gutter. This is a good learning experience for you, Megan, because we're we're talking about pairing, right? And this is the first one mm-hmm. for Arnie's. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not really talking about pairing. No. No. Can I just stop no. you right there? Yeah. Awesome segue. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Way to bring us back around. Continue. <laughs> hey, I'm a trained minister, you know, so I know how to segue back. Go in and out of out of the sermon. So uh, very good. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> now I preach beer. That's all right. That's a good church. Hmm. No, I, li- I like sorry. that. I like that church. Cheers. Amen. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> so, what do you have available right now at Arnie's? Because I know you guys. How Pizza. many how many taps do you guys have available? Right now we have four taps and four. a wide selection of some craft bottles and cans. Um. But you're getting more taps. We are getting more taps. That's in the awesome. works. Nice. I am not 
100% on all the details, but we've got we've probably got at least four more tops coming in. So we'll be able to rotate some more uh, some more crafts in and cater more to uh, to that crowd a little bit. So and hopefully the, the, that'll uh, the pizza soon. there kind of speaks for itself. I mean that's kind of been there. That's what you've been I bringing so. people in for so for so long is that damn it's good 50 pizza. Fifty years now. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And I never had it until pies and pints. Really, the first time I ever had. That's it. right. We did talk about. Uh, then that. I'm doing my job. Yes. If I can I introduce a couple people to yeah. Arnie's at every event. Well, because I've been introduced, you know, I don't know how many more since then. Because yeah, that was incredible. Great. It's good stuff. I'm glad to hear that. You make know. my job easier. I'm kind of craving Arnie's right now. Really, I've I've never had it. Like I've had a lot of pizza. I mean, that's one of my favorite pairings is beer and pizza. What, but what? Yeah, thanks. Oh. <laughs> Good thing we're not on camera. Uh, <laughs> no, it, no, that's not what I meant. I just meant beer and pizza, not you. Uh, <laughs> not you in particular, just no, in general. But, beer and pizza. But really, what really what highlights Arnie's pizza? I mean, what makes like when you bite into Arnie's pizzas it's, or Arnie's pie or a, a slice of Arnie's? What what? It's a square of Arnie's. Square. Oh, you do square you like do square mm-hmm. pie. Like uh, like that's. Have you had volcano up in? No, Elkhart. No. Okay. No, that's square. We pie. do square cut. It's nice. thin crust pizza. Yes. And edge to edge toppings. As it they, should be. They just grab a handful of it and just throw it on there. So they're not weighing out little. I know cups that we're for people aren't seeing us, but <laughs> I just made a hand motion that said that I was piling. It totally pizza. made sense. Yeah. <laughs> Our listeners I are used to that. I tried the sound effect, but I was probably too far from the mic. But but you guys pride yourself in like the crust, the sauce, the toppings, the fresh ingredients like Papa John's. <laughs> Did you just compare Arnie's to Papa John's? There is, there is no comparison. Let me, Jeremy. Let me tell you just a quick story. That was sarcasm. No, I know it was. I know it was. All right. I'm just. I'm trying to. I'm trying to give a little uh, reference point here. I used to live in Alabama. Literally had my truck packed and everything. When I came back, before I even went home, I stopped at Arnie's on my way home because it had been so long since I had it. Wow. Nice. Arnie's Loaded is up. a big, it's a big tradition. It's a Lafayette. It started in Lafayette. There's 18 of them now. So there's oh, 18 wow. locations throughout Indiana. And it started in Lafayette. It is a family restaurant. It's family owned. It's a family tradition. It's like you said, mm-hmm. people start off bringing their kids to Arnie's and then their kids bring their kids to Arnie's yep. and that's I mean we've done that it's been 50 years and people are still showing up so yeah. I guess I guess they're pretty quality ingredients they must yeah. be I, I think they're great I the pepperoni I like amazing. the crumbled the crumbled sausage the crumbled pepperoni there you go is the best I don't yep I'm ruined on sliced pepperoni. Yeah, that crumbled that. pepperoni gets you. That thing. Yeah. yeah, it covers it covers more space, covers more area. Yep. It's delicious. I know that. I loved it. I need to get back over there really soon. Maybe tomorrow. Oh, well, depending on what time it is, I might meet you at Arnie's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, true. <laughs> so, tell us a little bit more about Evil Check. Then we've heard about Arnie's. We know a little bit about the history and the pizza and whatnot. So, tell us a little bit about Evil Check. Yeah, so it started uh, five years ago in Culver, actually. Um, the really? owner, yeah, who said that? I, oh, did. you, you I had no that? idea. No, yeah. I I don't know if this is true, but I heard you know this was five years ago when there were on, there were about sixteen hundred breweries in, in yeah. the U.S. Um, at that time when it was started, I heard that it was the 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 brewery in the smallest city in the United States. Now, of course, you know we're in Mishawaka, so I don't and I don't know how much of a fact that was at that time, but. Um, started by George Pesek. Uh, he's, he's from the Czech Republic. And uh, 
He studied food sciences in Germany, and he's had a lot of you know successes and failures in in his restaurant ventures. And um, he's a person who's very driven and uh, very creative. And when he wants to start a project, he does it wholeheartedly. And he does it not only to learn, not only to learn like in his failures, but also in his successes. And um, he owned a bison farm up there in, in Culver, uh, Argus. His he and his wife were talking and. He was talking about, you know, making wine, getting, you know, making for her because, you know, his wife enjoys wine more than she does beer. And then he, he just kind of snapped into uh, proper judgment and said, well, I'm Czech. I should make beer. So, um, you know, as he does, he went through a, oh, I see two middle fingers. That's brutal. <laughs> uh, no, not you. No, I know they weren't. I know they weren't directed at me. I was observing. Um, so he he went through a crash course at UC Davis in in brewing, and then he bought a he bought a brew kit uh, that was located in Mexico and paid for it. I heard he like he bought it off a German man. That's where he went to university was in Germany. So he went down there to pick up the the brew kit. He was held ransom. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, if you meet George, this is not a guy, like, you, you tell him no. Like, you, you just, not that he's, I mean, the brewery's name is Evil Check, right? Right. Um, I, I kind of want to lie and say, like, he's wanted for, you know, human atrocities in, in, <laughs> in former Czechoslovakia or something like that. But Damn, his beer's but, good. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he got in contact with his wife and uh, said that, you know, she had to send money for him to get released and... Uh, he, they sent money and he hightailed it out of there. Drove, how, how many yeah. days did she wait, though? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good, good question. No, she sent right away. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. sent right away. All right, good. There so then go. he started brewing, you know, and he had he had like a home brewers mentality, um, and you know he's doing some things. He had good ideas, but then he realized that he couldn't keep up with the pace because uh, because it is brewing is a it's a passionate industry and it's not an industry that you make money off of i mean we have over four thousand breweries in the u.s right now and you know i'm sorry in in two years time a lot of what we have now there's going to be a lot of equipment up for sale oh yeah and <laughs> and even you know a few years back at a, a brewer's conference one of the um one of the founders of of the uh craft brewers association he told all the attendees, he said, you know, with all the technology that we have, all the information we have, don't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Because, because you have this home, home brewer mentality where, like, you're giving beer to your friends, and they're like, oh, this is, this is amazing, this is so good, you should open up a brewery. And then people think, oh, that's a good idea, I'll make money. And then, then they don't, because they're, they're, you know, they're trying to cut corners and cut their costs and trying to maintain that popularity that they have with amongst their friends. Right. I mean, it's like you guys. I mean, your friends tell you your, your podcast is awesome, right? Right. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> because they're obligated to do so. But no. Um, so, so he realized, you know, he didn't want to fuck it up. So he stepped aside and then he started hiring uh, brewers that, that, were, that were trained classically. Uh, so now our head brewer, Simon O'Keefe, He's from from uh, Waterford in Ireland, and he's really brought a lot of balance uh, to the brewery uh, with with the ingredients that we use. And you know, I think I think the brewery is on a great uh, great direction. Uh, not only combining what what George started started off with some of the like the beers that we have, like Voodoo. You've had Voodoo, oh, yeah. Brennan, excellent stuff. Yeah. yeah, 
um, and Gypsy, which is our chamomile wheat. Uh, Voodoo, by the way, is our vanilla rye porter. Have you guys had it? Mm, no. These guys uh, haven't, though. Man, I should have brought the whole lot. Like, uh, yes, I just sat here. you should yeah. Well, yes. I'll, at, at Arnie's, I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring more beer. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And uh, so we can always make a road trip up there as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Please yeah, do. Not. Please do. We'd love to have you. Awesome. That'd be, that'd be awesome. That'd be a lot of fun. We'd get press release and get the news to come out, and that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh. People always invite us once. <laughs> we never seem to go anywhere twice. Yeah, I know, it's weird. Weird. But Except for said, here. Except yeah, for here, yeah. but we know something about Jack. So. <laughs> There's a lot of distraction going on though with the volleyball, volleyball yeah, and, and the, the bowling behind us. It's yes. busy. Yeah, the restaurant's busy and uh, everything's going. Yeah. So, so George is <clears throat> he's about quality ingredients and you know presentation and texture and uh, incorporating like the names of the beers with with the story of the beer and um we you know we're i don't know like i don't want to say we want to become the brewery of the north but we do we well, really do. Sure do when yeah. did he make the jump from culver to mishawaka and, and the brewery yeah from from what i've heard like he wanted to do th- because culver you know has a culver academy right and um you know it, it's a it's a i don't want to say resort because that's that that's an awful uh, overstatement, mm-hmm. uh, but you know it, it's on a lake, and a lot of people go there in the summer to their their lake houses. So it's a camp. It's a camp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they do run a camp. All right. There. Yeah. It's a camp slash boarding school slash military yeah. school. Yeah. Yep. Great hockey club. <laughs> yeah. And a golf yeah. course. And polo. Like the, yeah. the high school team plays polo, polo. against universities. Yeah. How? What? That's yeah yeah. Like I went to a match Crazy. once, and it was like. The Culver Academy against the University of Michigan. <laughs> and Culver won. <laughs> I guess it'd Never. probably be har- hard to find matches against other high schools. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm, sure. Exactly. But he wanted, he wanted to do things in the community, like beer festivals. And, and uh, you know, he, he has a successful restaurant, well, he did in, in Culver, Corn Dance. It's now in Mishawaka. And uh, he was oh, told shit. by the city, no. And he said, okay, uh, you know, and he, and he fought with the local government. And um, so he just closed up shop and moved up. up okay, to so I've been there. Mishawaka. I had no idea that was his. And wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Corn dance. Wow. Yep. So the brewer came, the new brewer came once he got to Mishawaka. Yeah. Or well, did he start that at Corn Dance? Did they bring in a brewer? A lot, no. of, see, a lot of, we always talk about this because a lot of new breweries. Sometimes they have a couple decent, and like I said, they might have one that they perfected in their basement, but then they start making thirty more, and they're no good. So yeah. Jesus Christ, because they don't, they don't use their brain and get somebody else in there to help them out. Yeah, I just see too many that don't do that. It's like, man, get somebody else that knows how to brew this and has a passion for the other beers as right. well. I mean, it's it's an art and it's a yeah. science. Yeah, and and homebrewers don't realize they. You know, they're brewing on a, you know, five-gallon system, and they don't have the temperature controls like you need, and they don't have the cleanliness like you need in brewing. So then when they when they step in and they, you know, find some shop and put in a brew kit, they think they're going to, you know, with the same ingredients, and they, they have no clue what, what to do to control, because you have to control the beer during the brewing process every single turn. I, if you don't, you're, one, going to have, inconsistency uh like you find with a lot of these brewers 
Um, I mean, there's, there's like right now with the, the brewing boom that we have, I mean, there's a lot of great beer out there. There's mm-hmm. a lot of shitty beer. There's yeah. a lot of okay, okay beer. You know, and that's like for me personally, you know, I, I, I can tell you about the brewing process and I brewed. But, um, you know, as, as someone who's been in the industry for about 15 years and starting off, you know, running a beer bar, like I would always, if I didn't like a beer, like I would ask myself why, why, why don't I like it? But I'd always try it because I know that our, our taste buds, our, our palate is going to progress, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always, I always like during tastings, I always question people like you didn't like coffee the first time you had it. Right. Yeah. And uh, I watched, I had to take a course that had to deal with uh, abusing alcohol one time and um, uh, in the lovely state of Ohio and uh, Perrysburg, stay out of it. Um, <laughs> except for Jim Leland. Um, but there was like this, I don't know, this former alcoholic, he was given this course and he was, you know, he was talking about like, you know, when you're born milk, you know. But you need milk for for sustenance, and then when all, all you need the rest of your life is water, well, yeah. basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And then we we add on as adults, we add in coffee and juice and sugar, all that, you know. But but I think when you look at the history of beer and how it's had, like it's grown in agrarian cultures. I mean, you go a couple thousand years ago back in Egypt. I mean, and you find archaeological findings of of beer, you know, a malted beverage, you know, and they added they added chamomile to it to, mm-hmm. to soften it up. Um, that's a, that's a slight plug on Gypsy, our, our <laughs> chamomile wheat. Um, I mean, we just we've always adapted uh, our what we consume, you know, everyday life, and that's what I love about beer, and that's what I love about Evil Check is is the way we try incorporate beer into because the wide variety that we have, we're not trying to set trends we're not we're not trying to be you know the win all gold medals at at gabf or the the beer conference that we had last week you know we just we just want to make good beer because we want people to enjoy you know their their day-to-day pairings if you will i always tie i say it probably every show is there's so much more you can do with beer and you're i know jeremy's a big scotch lover as i am and we love our whiskey but there's, you still you're confined with with whiskey and scotch. You yeah. can't go outside borders that you can with beer. Right. We haven't even touched the surface what you can do with beer yet. Exactly. And people yeah. keep coming, so I'm like, oh shit. You're, you're not making a chamomile whiskey. <laughs> no, there actually, no, oh, there's, a, there's a quinoa whiskey though now. <laughs> yeah, but that was horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. That was awful. That, that tasted <laughs> was like dirt. <laughs> dirt. It mm. did. It was awful. Yeah, it was earthy. Well, a little bit too earthy. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> well, drink it. Yeah, when it, handful of. I grass. mean, it literally. Yeah, it was grass and dirt in a shot glass. Is wow. what it tasted like. Like a peaty, mossy whiskey, like to mm. that extreme, or yeah. Well, no, it wasn't like that. It this this tasted like you were you had they threw some dirt in a bottle of a scotch glass. Yeah, <laughs> it was awful. It was, it was nasty. Just, it was just really bad. Yeah, it was, it it was overpowering. It, it wasn't subtle whatsoever. It was just it just wasn't a good drink. I, th- I think a good label for that would be like my son after playing out in the yard. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, and actually, none of the stuff they had was very good. So we won't say who it was. It was a, it's a very, it's a new. So it was a newer one, and, and there was, yeah. I've read some stuff about them and talked fairly highly of them. Craft Distillery? Cow. Yeah. Yes. Yes. See, and that, I love, I mean, it's interesting. There's so much hype. You know, oh, they did this. They're so experimental. and But their product is shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, why does that happen? So, I, like, 
we as human beings are stupid, <laughs> right? Because because we buy into that. Oh, yeah. you know, oh, it's, it's like cool, it's different, and it's hip, and it'll pairs. go away just as quickly. Because it it's will nasty. I mean, look look at the popular like popular hairstyle right now. Other than being bald, well, in music so. when the rate went top forty and all that stuff. I mean, if it's on top forty, hey, it's supposed to be good. So I better yeah. listen to this, right? You know, and there's a lot of music that gets lost because people don't don't hear it, right? And it's the same thing with beer. And, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. You know, but beer, beer. I don't think should be hyped up. Uh, it should just be, you know, it should be naked and just, you know, in front of you and just simple, no compromise. You know, I mean, to say, oh, you use this ingredient. I mean, I'm sorry. There, there's some some really good beers, but if you, I think we hype them up to to a degree where you say, oh, this this uh, rodent in Malaysia. Ate this coffee bean and, oh. and and pooped it out, and then happy luwak. <laughs> then the laborers, you know, they picked the coffee bean and we brewed it with that. It's the best coffee in the world. You know, when you use those fluffer words, like it's the best. It's a, like when, as my sales approach, like when I when I come to people with beer, I don't bring papers and and I and I don't use those fluffer words like oh it's great, it's awesome, it's the best, it's so good. You know, it's like. <laughs> You either like it or not, right? Yeah. You know, and if you want more information, then then I'll give you more information. But I, those those filler words are just they're pointless. Well, I, I can vouch for that. That's that's exactly how our tasting went. Yeah. It was it was a whole lot more of us talking. You were letting us figure it out. Th- that's how you should explore, <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 What's the uh, what, what's the bat shit called in the bat case? Guano. 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 Oh, yeah. guano. We have any guano beer yet? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But see, that's the thing. They'll they'll throw yes, stupid Budweiser. stuff in there, <laughs> and just because it's oh, it's outrageous. They put this in there, so it must be good. And people will they don't want to they, they don't want to embarrass themselves or do something. They don't want to feel bad and say, oh no, it sucks. So some people go, oh yeah, it's good. So they can <laughs> yeah, so they can tune into the blind right. pit confessions, course, and yeah. we'll drink the we'll shitty beer for yeah. you. <laughs> yes, but sometimes yeah. it does work. Like I never thought I would enjoy a Carolina Reaper pepper in a beer. Yes, I never in a million years thought there, that would there work. There are some of them; they're good, but but Creeper from yeah, down, it was incredible. Down south, yeah, yeah, we had a we had a beer that made with Carolina Reaper pepper, yeah. and it was it was phenomenal. Wow. I believe it. Well, that's why you can't. I mean, you have to try. But most, but most people aren't brave to enough to say no. They're, they're, they're in with the crowd. Oh, i got to try this, this hip beer because it's made with uh, bat guano in it. And, oh, yeah, it's great. It's awesome because they, they're joining the crowd. They're, they're not usually brave enough to stand up and say, this stuff sucks. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, tried a, I tried the ashtray beer, and it sucked. Yeah, ashtray. Well, yes, but this is what you guys do. This is what the blind pigs do. The average people, you know, like you said, their friends are telling them it's great, just like when you're, you know, when we tell Hunter he's funny. Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> no, we're, Hunter, just, we're just Hunter humoring Gamble him. Knows he ain't funny. <laughs> so, but you do that with your friends, and or the friends who tell, "Oh man, you're you're so funny. You should be a comedian." Yeah. No, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean go do stand up. Right. Yeah. So that they're just not brave enough usually to to go against the current trend. Yeah. But but that's the thing though. What I like doesn't necessarily translate to what you like and that's kind of the beautiful thing about what we do here everybody's got a little bit different palette everybody likes something a little bit differently um you know i'm i'm a big fan of of stouts you know um cowboy's a huge fan of the ipas i can only have so much ipas before i can't tolerate it anymore you know and that's just 
again, we're, yeah, we're open to that. Those experiences, exactly. though, yeah. You know, and 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 to be honest on the beer, right. and because yeah, it is the market is flooded with every uh, kind of beer around. That's what I, I think. I always get I get surprised. I, I'm not a big IPA IPA guy, but I find one and then I drink it and it's like, damn, that's good. And then there's holy yeah. shit, there's 80 IBUs in that thing. That's amazing. Yeah, and it doesn't. How make do they sense. do that? Exactly. You know, I love. You know, that's why I like when they sit. You know, because it's that mean. And to me, that's like holy shit. How the hell do they balance that so well? So exactly. again, you just got to keep trying beers, and you can't be scared of anything that says you know hop head or something. You, know? you, can't be, you can't be scared to you know critique mm-hmm. the beer either. Kind of to Jeremy's point though, I started off when we first started doing the show, or when I first started joining you guys for this show. IPAs were not my thing, but I've kind of developed to where now it not only tolerate them. There's some that I actually really enjoy drinking, sure. which before I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't starting even give to, them a second look. Yeah, you know, so starting that's, to, that's you're a starting great to point. feel a different cops and different absolutely. You know, you know, cascade or I mean you're starting to feel like, holy shit okay and what, how they're why do I like yeah. these three beers and what's different between these three and the other beers three that I can't beers. stand oh right. they have yeah. different they're using different ingredients I mean, they're using different hops I mean exactly. so there's a huge difference in the beers that's why it's so fun to get into them absolutely I agree and then, you know and that's what I that's what I've always loved about you know being in this industry too is you know I, I'm a curious person and I love to learn and the thing about beer is like it's I mean, there's so much to learn about it. Should we yeah. pull out samples? I was, yeah, was going to say, speaking of beers. Great. How rude. <laughs> so while we're waiting for him to... <laughs> thinking of glass at you, better hurry up. That was the rudest thing I've asshole. ever seen. Yeah. Oh, come on now. <laughs> it is not. So no, it is not. No, it is not at all. Pat was here for this prim episode. <laughs> so while we're waiting for the uh, samples, anything else you want to tell us about Arnie's? Pizza. Oh, hi, that's you. Yeah, the Arnie's, that's me. Uh, Jeremy's been doing so much talking, I kind of zoned out. Whoa! Uh, speaking Ouch. of which, I wanted to I wanted to finish saying. No, I'm. Just I was gonna let you. I know you're very kind. No, I don't. I don't think I need to say anything about anything else about Arnie's. I think that uh, I think we'll get plenty of talking about Arnie's done when we're when we're eating the food and enjoying ourselves in June. Absolutely. Now, are you a hey. beer lover as well? I am a beer lover. Not an IPA lover. No. I try. I really, I, and like, like you guys said, I mean, I try it. Yeah. My husband's big on IPAs, so when he gets it, I, I try it. This one's not very hoppy, and the second you put it up to your nose, that's the only thing you can smell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His palate's dead. Mm, That's what I always tell him. Your palate's palate's been ruined by all those hops. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Jeremy, you're a little bit more traveled than we are, especially in the beer world. Do you find, like I hear there's IPAs huge in Indiana, yeah. Where you start to go north more, I think you see more more ports and you know, porters and stouts now. Do you feel that when you're traveling around, especially when you're going, obviously you're in Norway, are there are different regions that really take to different styles of beer more? With the exception of, of Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, um, like I looked up uh, the Brewers Association, the their statistics on the top styles of beer. Um <laughs> And the, the top, like, the largest selling beer or the highest produced beer are IPAs right now. And then yeah. second to that are seasonals. And, yes, Indiana is huge with IPAs. Yeah. And you look at, like, take Lagunitas, for instance. You know, they have, they have a large national footprint. And um, they're, you know, they're, their top seller is their IPA. But you look in Chicago, and it's little something-something, which is, you know, it's a hoppy wheat. But it's a very hoppy wheat, you know? Right. It's all about beer magazine. They did this article on, like, Americans getting upset at English breweries for making American-style IPAs. And and when I read that, 
and and I had a beer that was actually talked about in there. Uh, awesome brewery out of London, Beaver Town, owned by Logan Plant. You know, son of Robert Plant. Yep. A really cool guy. If you ever meet him, don't talk about. You know, don't ask him about his dad. Uh, especially the legal issues that they're undergoing right now. So they have this great beer. I mean, it's a fantastic beer called um, Gamma Ray. And it's brewed with Galaxy Hops, but it's an American pale ale. Got Australian hops brewed in London, and it's an American, American pale ale. Interna- right? International. Yeah. So American breweries and American brewers and associations were getting upset that England was calling some of their beer styles American IPAs. Okay, that, that's that's why we're called Stupid Americans, Arrogance. right? Arrogance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, yeah. we don't do that at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you still see that fascination with chasing the hop yeah. and being a hop head. But I think I think other parts of the world, outside of the U.S., basically, they're still about five to ten years behind our mentality. And I think I think the U.S. trends in beer are starting to shift and look at more delicate. I mean, look at look at sours and yeah. how people oh, are really yeah. starting to get it. Yeah, like, I love sours. Saisons. Saisons mm-hmm. are beautiful beers. Yeah. Craftbeer.com, they had an article last week. It talked about three beer styles that are kind of underlooked when it came to pairing with food. And one was the Saison, which I find ironic because uh, Garrett Oliver in Brewmaster's Table, he says, like, the Saison is the epitome of a beer to pair with food. And then it also talked about the brown ale and smoke beers. Yeah. And and to me, I was taken aback by by this statement when I, when I was in Norway, not Norway, Indiana. Uh, nothing wrong with Norway, Indiana. I'm sure it's a great place to be, uh, just north of Lafayette, where Arnie's originated. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Bringing it back around. Bringing me back. Told you, I'm good at that. Saisons uh, were extremely popular, and but IPAs are like the brew I work. For, we produce the. Uh, the top-selling IPA in all of Norway. Wow. Um, back to your question. What? Did what? I answer your question? What, what yeah. was your question again? <laughs> I was like fascinated. I was just staring at him yeah. while he was talking. I feel a little <laughs> awkward now. Sorry, man. I didn't oh, know if you noticed anywhere where there was real big shifts. Like I said, IPAs are huge here, but yeah. it sounds like IPAs are kind of big everywhere right now. They are. I mean, look at look at all the development that's going on with with hops. And mm-hmm. America produces the second uh, largest amount of hops in the world, um, but it's still like thirty yeah. percent of what they create in Germany or what yeah. they produce in Germany, Bohemia. You know, I, I mean, hops have been used for a long time. But what's great about America is the innovation aspect and the home brewers aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's why American brewing is so far ahead. Because when, you know, back in the 70s, late 70s, when the Home Brewing Act was, was passed, and then you had access to homebrew shops and, and equipment. And, you know, I mean, there's back up in, in Michiana, uh, Mishawaka, South Bend area, you know, we have the uh, MEGA, the uh, Michiana Extract and Grain Association. And, I mean, those guys have some amazing kits that they make. You know, they weld everything together. And, <laughs> and instead of buying, like, a Sabco or something like that, I mean, these guys these guys are putting out some awesome beer, really good beer, and it's a hobby for them. Like, we have a craft that's based on a hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something, like, it's awesome it's about, about alcoholic beverages is something we protect. I mean, look at Prohibition. Fail. Epic fail. You know? Thank God. Yeah, I mean, thank God. And, and look at the revenue that it's created. I mean, look at look at the state of Indiana. There's over 120 breweries in the state of Indiana right now. Right. And, you know, we talk about, obviously, the prohibition a bit. You know, epic fail, thank God. But because of the prohibition, people started making... 
their own beer and their own wine. Their own, I mean, if that didn't happen, where would we be right now? Right. It would be macro brews you because know, it was it was the Budweiser and the Miller. Right. Those guys were I mean, around we before be Prohibition. Completely different place. And I'm sorry. I think I pride myself in trying beer from around the globe. I think sure. America's making some of the best damn beer out there right yeah. now. It's, it's amazing. I, I, yeah. I always kind of wondered on some of the, the international, while they're a little slower to the game on this, is there's a there's a sense of tradition and don't break with so. the tradition of the that that you know how you brew your beer. This is how we've always brewed it. Yeah. This is how we're always going to brew it. Kind of you look down. I wonder if that's kind of some of the reason why they're. A little oh, more sure. behind the times. I think it's a part of it, but I, you know, I think the, the culture of not don't change. This is how we've always always mm-hmm. done it. I think the biggest, you know, it's a juvenile home brewing. Um, why, yeah, why aren't they doing that out there though? Well, they, know, they, they're starting to. Well, yeah, now, but yeah. we're ahead. Yeah. We're ahead of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, if you look at like England, yeah. you know, look at all the Victorian pubs that are closing down. I was in London a couple of years ago. They're now curry shops and chippies, and but mm-hmm. well, they're not even chippies. They're curry shops. Yeah, you know, these beautiful pubs that. You know, we're serving beer where men would go there after work, have a couple pints, and they'd go home and have dinner. You know, those are closed. The, yeah. the culture has completely changed. And I think the home brewing culture is is what is helping to advance brewing culture, yeah. you know, worldwide. Um, oh, this beer. Yeah, yeah. hey. Yeah, yeah holy hey, what crap. do we got? <clears throat> it's amazing. One. You, you already drank it? No. Shame I, on you. I, I this one, part of it. This one is called the Bigsby. Bigsby. White, White Stout. White Stout, yeah. Tell so me about this. There's two more. There's Oxymor- two more full cans here. Oxymor- oh, okay. Oxymor- on there. They won't be. Yeah, yeah Oxymor. White Stout. Yeah. The first well, thing I noticed was I, I smelled coffee. Yeah. And I'm a coffee stout guy, so right off the bat, I smelled coffee. And you look at it and you think, there's no way I smell coffee in there. It's it's, it's amber. It's an yeah. amber golden color. Yeah. Looks like a pale ale. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then Absolutely. you taste it and you're like, holy shit! This, this it's a stout, but it's amber colored and it's delicious. I I like it a lot. Clayton Bigsby. It would be. Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead. What? Elaborate. What? Elaborate? No, yeah. I mean, it's brilliant. I mean, I, I mean, Clayton, I can't find a better name for this. It's amazing. You would never think when you pick it up and look at it, and then your first, your senses, you smell that, you're like, holy cow, that is amazing. I smell caramel and coffee, mm-hmm. and it just smells so damn good. It doesn't and I think it smell. tastes absolutely phenomenal. I, I, I didn't understand the name reference. I'm so. sure you didn't. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm kind of retarded. No, 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 no. Chappelle show. Mm. So I'm I saw sh- it, but I can't remember that uh, that particular the show. Oh, oh, you Chappelle will. show. You, when he tells you, you, you can't go. forget that one. You haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You can forget that one. Yeah, but even if you if you haven't seen it, it'll make you uh, go back you and check it out. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's, get it's on hilarious. YouTube and then yes, yeah. find Clayton Bigsby and you'll okay. be yeah. All right, uh, but uh, for the listeners, you know, if they don't. Listen, or they don't don't listen. I hope listen to me. Listen. Pay attention. No. <laughs> uh, uh, it's background fodder. Right. Yeah. This is just a hobby. Um, no, there was a sketch where Chappelle was Clayton Bigsby, and he was a, a black white supremacist. Oh, I know that one now. Okay. Yeah. I just I just needed the rest of the yes. I just yeah. didn't. I don't. I didn't remember the name. And he okay. was blind. So that's what we like about the irony in this beer, is that you know you smell it and you take a double take. He's like. Am I blind? Yeah. What's going on in this beer? Yes. And, you know, there's there's been quite a few breweries. I've, I've seen them more and more where they're doing, like, coffee blondes. And Schlafly's, they have a good one. Six Point, they have a good one. Uh, I think Dark Horse did one. And uh, Stone, they did one. But this, th- I think this this is by far the best one I've had. <laughs> it's uh, good. Not, not because I'm partial, but it's, it's it just fantastic. Good. Yeah. It is good. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt about it. 
And it really, it really questions what we were talking about earlier, how, you know, you try a beer, you don't like it. And then, then there's that other aspect where you look at a beer and you're like, ah, oh, no, it's dark. I don't, I don't like dark beer. Mm-hmm. And then we poured this at uh, Winterfest uh, in Indy. And I had festival goers, or whatever you want to call them, drunks, come up <laughs> and say, <laughs> they'd say, uh, uh, I don't like dark beer. Give me a light beer. I'm like, all right, you want light and sweet or light and bitter? Because I knew they were talking about color. Mm-hmm. So I'd give them Bigsby. And they'd say, oh, this is amazing. You know, <laughs> They'd shit themselves. And then they would say, what is this? I'd say, it's a white stout. So it's a stout? Yeah, it's a white stout. You know, you can't, you can't necessarily connect color right. with flavor. Right? What classifies you to use the stout, though? Because uh, stout is traditionally a, a thicker, creamier, dark. Is it thicker? Beer. But, and but th- no, but what classifies the use of stout? The word stout. What classifies it as a stout in the brewing industry? No, I mean... Lork and Budweiser just call their stuff a, a light stout. Look, <laughs> I'm actually... At, not, no joke. No, I, I was, what, I was I trying to figure out what, what yeah. actually classifies yeah, it as I'm a stout. Yeah, I'm not laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like the smile says you are, but it's kind of like, like the Bigsby. You're really no. not. Right. But right. you are. Exactly. Kind of. I'm crying inside. Absolutely. <laughs> It hurts a little. No, because, you know, when you think of stout, you think of those roasted malts. Okay. The, you know, basically, um, you think of the, the coffee, the little bit of smoke. You know, this is brewed basically as, you know, a, a blonde ale. Okay. During the final processes of, of brewing, we throw in coffee that's locally produced. Well, you know, locally um, uh, brewed. Yep. Uh, cold steeped from Zen. Uh, okay. they They did this batch. Nice. We We had a former roaster... And they they became inconsistent, and um, I don't even know their name. And we have a local chocolatier that that provides us with cocoa nibs. Okay. And we throw them, those in as well, and then we get uh, whole whole vanilla beans that we throw in there. Okay. And so basically, during the the end of fermentation is when we add all that. Okay. So so we're not adding color, right. we're just adding flavor. It, it it it'd be like dry hopping. Okay. Where you throw that in, you know, uh, post fermentation. Cool. So. That's why we can call it a stout. And that's why some breweries call it a, a coffee blonde. Okay. You know, right. Because of the yeah. color. Yeah. When I first had this, I was like, okay, it's deceptive. Wow, that's kind of crazy. Then is you it, kept is drinking it evil? It's like, and it's like, holy shit, yeah, it is evil. <laughs> but it's evilly good. But it is. It's a, it's an, I think it's an amazing beer. Oh, it's awesome. It is. It's caramely. But mm. Coffee tones come out yep. in there, but it, it's creamy. And I, I think it's wonderful. I think it's like fantastic beer so jeremy i gotta tell you we we just started our homebrewing ventures the blind pigs did yeah and uh you started naming off ingredients and i was hunter and i looked at each other and i'm like damn write it down he just named off our ingredient list for the the one we just (laughs) brewed (laughs) (laughs) except ours was dark in color and we didn't do it in secondary fermentation we threw everything in in the boil so yeah you know and and that's like what you were talking about with ipas mm -hmm. and how you use hops you know, are you throwing them at the beginning of the boil so you're pulling more bitterness? Or are you doing more late edition hops so you're getting more of the aroma, more of the... You know, and that's what... You know, this this recipe was, was created by Patrick Arverson. He's one of the assistant brewers. And then it's, it's really been honed in and perfected by Simon O'Keefe. We... This was one of our first new cannings, and it's it's gone. Like, I, I had to pull this last four-pack from the, from the brew pub at the brewery. <laughs> 
Yeah. So yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you yeah. for yes. doing that. Sorry, Brennan. Brennan was just like reaching across. Where he was, his beer was empty. Like, I turned into the little gimme, 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 gimme. Another can. Need another can. And even what I brought down here to Indy, like you can get it um, close to Arnie's party pack. I party pack. Took a venture yeah. through the beer cooler and yep. got a couple evil checks. Yeah. Walked over from my apartment. They just picked up a few more cases that I dropped off last week because the. The first cases I took to them just completely sold out. Then in Carmel at uh, Classic, they we they can took get this. F- yeah, yeah. Where yeah. at? Nice. Carmel. At Classic Spirits, Classic Wine Car- by Arnie's. Classic mm-hmm. yeah, no, Arnie's party is pack. Party, yeah. pack. party Pack by Arnie's. Party Pack, pretty much the same parking lot. Party Pack is really nice because you can walk in the beer cooler and like, but you can walk in and pull one from this four pack and then two from this one. And you can mix and match, yeah. and they'll just charge you individually. Right. Mm. It sucks if you want to go in there and get a full four pack of one thing sometimes, but it's nice when you want to be able to try more than one thing because they let you just kind of mix and match and pull things. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to go there nice. tomorrow and uh, see if I can get some of this for the yep. for the for the fridge for the fridge. Talk to Dave. The fridge. Dave. 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 He's he's the manager there. He's okay. there during the day. Uh, awesome guy, you know, just with the increase in breweries and then what you see going on at these liquor stores, uh, these off-premise locations and even on-premise locations where they have, you know, 800 taps, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's that's doing a disservice to the brewing industry. Mm-hmm. Like, And what I love about what's going on in Indiana because of the, the craft beer boom and, you know, having, I think we have a good amount of breweries in Indiana right now. And, and you have all the, the bars and restaurants that are really supporting that and taking in local. Yeah. You know, they're calling, like, Mishawaka, uh, you know, Evil Check, you know, a local brand, even though it's two hours north, two right. and a half hours yeah. north. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's awesome that, that the state is really supporting itself. And that's, that's how, like, Michigan craft beer has been mm-hmm. so successful. I mean, look at, look at Oregon. And Colorado right. and how they really mm-hmm. define right. craft beer in America and, and the world over. So, um, you know, Indiana, it's it's awesome to have the support that we do in Indiana in, in, in craft beer. Now, have you guys done any collaborations with anybody? We did a collab uh, called uh, Evil Ninja. Oh, um, that was a collab? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, with a brewery out of Asheville, Asheville Brewing, mm-hmm. um, where – so our former brewer, Scott – Chapa is his name, I believe. Now he has a brewery in Austin, Texas. He used to work at Asheville Brewing, and so he just did a collab with them. We also did a collab with Burnham. Um, Utilize, oh, right. yeah. yeah, it's like a cucumber IPA or something like that. Cucumber I've never, IPA. Yeah, I've never had it, and I, I won't. <laughs> I won't have it. No. Oh, you're uh, supposed to try them. It might pair well with a good ne- with a good uh, new menu item. <laughs> no, because it, it was like it was brewed before I started with oh, okay. with Evil Check, yeah. so I won't get to try it again. Oh, oh. there. Oh. So you not opposed if we find if they find a can somewhere, then right. Oh yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> This Depends. point, that might not be a good idea. I wouldn't try it either. <laughs> I don't know it'll, how it'll have turned into a pickle by. It'll be a pickle brew by then. <laughs> pickle pickle IPA. IPA. Nice. Do we have any other thing else we're trying today? Oh yeah. Yes, we do. Wow. But we got to oh. finish this. Oh well, okay. It's got to take. You know, I know we're doing some of our our brews, and it's just I can't. The patience is. I'm not one to be patient for much, and we know. <laughs> shut up. It's just uh, because it takes several. Just when you're trying out a new recipe. You gotta wait how many weeks before that's done to realize you fucked it up. Right. 
<laughs> right. And then you got to do it again and wait yeah. another six weeks before you realize you fucked it up. Right. Yeah. And then I think, you know, after the show today, I'm going to give Jeremy the recipe that we've made. Uh-huh. I'm going to let him look at it as a professional and say, give us your honest that's opinion. Do right. you think it's going to be that's decent or not? The recipe can secret. be fine, but if you don't do, do, it do it right, right. you're going to fuck it up. Well, Sorry. I know that. I, I keep cursing. I, I put I put notes Wait, on it. fucking curse. So. Plus, we try something new. Is we're not sanitizing anything. <laughs> <laughs> I wish... I wish in our own penicillin IPA. <laughs> I wish that was the case, but every Wednesday night before we brew, I spend like three or four hours power wa- or not power washing, but brew washing <laughs> and freaking sanitizing everything. Get the power washer in the garage. 90% of brewing is cleaning. Oh, it's our shit's clean and sanitized. I yeah. do it every, and then I usually go through and sanitize it again before we use it on Thursdays. Yeah, it's painful for we all had, of us. Uh, we had the boys from flat. We had next top model. And the boys from flat twelve was on. He said. 80% is cleaning. Yeah, I'm know. glad I'm doing 80% like, and you guys are doing 20. And he's like, yep. 10% is naming the beer. You know, the other 10% is, you know, or 15% was naming, 5% is making beer. Yeah, yeah so the, these guys do 5%. Cleaning. I pretty much do uh, Yeah. what's left. No, well, he named it. You offered up your garage. This is true. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I, I enjoy it. If they were in my garage, I'd be doing it. You know, it's a lot of fun for us because we, uh, we get to all get together and then we get to brew the beer. And it's it's a fun process. We we just started it. So we'll see how it tastes. Now, if it tastes good, that's great. We can kind of build that's upon that. If it tastes like shit. We're going to be getting professionals like Jeremy to say, hey, uh, we, we need a little help fixing what we messed up. <laughs> Here, here's the thing on that, though. For us, and when we come in and talk to people like Jeremy, now we have a little bit better knowledge of kind of what goes into brewing also. So... I think for us, it's it's you know it's great for us to have this experience, and if it t- turns out amazing, it's bonus. And that, that's know? what what's awesome too. Like, you know, you look at a beer like Torpedo, Citra Hop, and then you compare that to Zombie Dust, Citra Hop, and and then you look at home brewing and professional brewing. Even though you you're going to make mistakes and you're going to be like, oh, how do we make this better? You know, it's something where you can continue to delve in and say, well, why did we get these flavors out of this beer? Right. The brewer that I worked for previously, there was this organization that they they wanted a beer specifically for this event that was taking place. We were going to brew a beer for that event that was based on the home brewer society, the local home brewers. These home brewers did all their homework, three, di- three or four different batches of this beer, and then they presented it to you know my former boss, the the master brewer, and they wanted him to to mention or to just write down what he liked and what he didn't like about the beers. And then what they asked him to do was make a beer that combined all of the likes of the beer. Well, the only thing that that held his hands back behind, or, you know, tied his hands behind his back was the fact that they used Sriracha Ace, which is a hop that he just abhors. You know, he made a great beer, a, a nice pale ale for them. But what you can do with home brewing is you can, I mean, you can experiment. Right. And, yeah, you might have a lot of beers that you just have to dump down the drain. It, as long as you're keeping notes and you're, you're measuring no, we have, like, the temperature. We have notes. <laughs> right. The temperature, the constant temperature from beginning brew process to the end, you know, and the amount of time that it's sat and, you know, the exposure to sunlight. And, I mean, just. It's a science. You well, have yeah, to, the temperature is. thing for our kid is a little bit of a pain in the ass right now. But, yeah. It oh, is. That's home brewing. But we, we actually sit, like last time you were in charge, this time Cowboy was, they sit there, they, oh, watch, they watch the thermometer. And they're very, I mean, as precise as you can be in homebrewing, we, we take it serious enough that oh, yeah. literally we had someone posted at the thermometer with the flame 
do I need to turn it off? Do I need to turn it up? Do I need yeah. to whatever for the Hunt, entire? Hunter was stirring you know, for like an hour, hour and a half during the mash <laughs> process, and then the boil, the boils, the boil, it boils. That's right. what you wanted to do. But right. during the mash process, we literally yeah. had someone posted, you know, adjusting the temperature the it's entire good. time. So I'm not saying we were perfect by any stretch well, of the imagination. Have, no, we don't have the sophisticated kit think, to be that perfect. Yeah. I sure, think right. we did okay sure. for yeah. what we did. You know, first, how many batches have you guys done? Well, the first one was an extract. The second one was our first all grain, okay. which is the one we really are interested in seeing how it turns out. That'll be your first fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. But, but if it's drinkable, we're starting a brewery. Because <laughs> all, all, all our friends said it was okay. It was great. <laughs> we got this shit mastered. This is it. It'll wait, takes wait two, two years. It. Wait two years, and all the equipment will be. It'll be discounted. <laughs> yeah, a whole lot of tea. Yeah. We'll be able to get the big keg and the big boiling pot. Yeah. There you go. Now you're talking. <laughs> And that's so the thing I look at now is when they go into breweries is, again, do they have a couple good beers or do they have, are they making 20 very good beers? Because okay beers. that bubble's going to burst. It's so got to. You, you, you better be making some damn good beer and you better not have one or two on your on your portfolio. You better have. You've got to have be something make, that sets you apart. Yeah. And yeah. the, like the other thing. Okay the consist- beer, you better have great food. And the consistency. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. Exactly. The other thing is food. How is your food? If you if you have good beer and great food, you might be okay. If you have shitty beer and shitty food, you're fucked. Yeah. 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 If you've got That'd awesome beer and your food's okay, you're probably going to be okay. There's got to be a reason you know, for There's, there's got to be that balance. There. Exactly. They're not going to yeah. show up and try things if there isn't there a reason for them to be there. There has to be exactly. a consistency between batches, too, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, you can't make a... Bigsby needs to be consistent when you... This up. But I right. think Jeremy did say, you know, the professional equipment, it, it gives you a little bit, I don't want to say easier, but it's it probably is a little bit easier to, to more, get the temperatures right than it is for us to use a burner on a kettle in our garage to get those precise, temperatures yeah. balanced. You guys can, you precise can hone in a little bit more on the temperature control than we can brewing in the garage. Yeah, f- to a, a certain bit. extent. I mean, you, you still have to you pay attention. You know, right. you can't just... Push the button and be like, "All right, I'm going to go. Later. I'm going to exactly. go masturbate." You know, <laughs> that's, and that's what I try to say. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying, but you guys, at least the the professional brewing equipment's a little bit more precise than what we're brewing with in the garage. Right. I'll try to stop talking. Just give Jeremy a chance to speak. So. Oh, <laughs> that's twice. Well, we're drinking oh. beer. We're not eating pizza. <laughs> That's right. I'll talk more next. Yeah, time. On the next, Jeremy show, yeah. brought me a T-shirt. Where's my pizza? Oh. <laughs> I didn't feel it was appropriate for me to bring food into a restaurant. It would, it would have been could have left it in your car. It could have got <laughs> yes, <laughs> but she's not going to serve cold, low quality, you know, no. pizza after. It's oh, gotta be fresh there is no fresh better. Did you just call no, her no, no, pizza no. low quality? If it was cold sitting in her car, and then it would still it be in. way I'm better gonna than that. I prefer pizza cold. No, and Arnie's pizza cold. It's is still amazing. Show. Oh, my gosh. My it's husband perfect. gets so mad at me. I, yep. <laughs> he gets, he wants to microwave everything. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to yeah. eat it. I'm a burnt side. cheese fan. I'm a burnt, what? burnt cheese. Burnt I do, too. I like oh, yeah. I like double-baked pizza. Well-done pizzas, that's my fave. Your that's, fave? We can do that. That's a fave. I feel, a, I'm sorry. As opposed to wrong. Pound side fave. Pound fave. Pound no filter. Pound blessed. Pound later, Graham. Oh, wow. Pound CW. Way to bring it to the ground. 
I don't, I don't even know what's going on right now. Sorry. I'm so confused. <laughs> I know some shit's getting pounded. Yes. That's about all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy wasn't sure what to call a hashtag earlier. It gives away our age. <laughs> we're, just, we're just hashtagging. That's or, a pound sign. Pounding everything yes. right now. This oh, is the hashtag. Really not helping, is it? No. Not that pounding everything, no. Not helping. Not that the audience can see this, but that's a hashtag. That's all right. I do air quotes occasionally, too. Is it Jimmy Fallon, Justin Timberlake? Yes. Is it like this? Exactly. It's this. Or is it this? No, it's the fingers are facing. Oh, they're facing. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I hashtag backwards. My bad. No, they're not facing the same way. They're facing. You, you tag hashed. Are they? Yeah. I've, I've, done, it, I've done it wrong this whole time. Who? Yes. So let me ask you a question with the with the whole brewing process. When you talk about temperatures and everything, I know it's important when we're actually doing the brewing and everything <laughs> else, but what about during the fermentation process? Oh, yeah. Okay. How do you control oh, yeah. that? Okay, yeah. So How are you controlling that? So we're right now, we're, we're, we're riding right about garage temperature so <laughs> okay which in indiana in may varies very much exactly. ass over here i'll tell you exactly where we're riding do we have a thermostat in After the beer we're, now we're riding it on the beer and in the garage we have two thermostats going right now we're riding between 66 and 69 degrees is okay. where, we're, where we're where we're sitting right now with with the beer that's good Okay. okay. Yeah, you want to be between like sixty-five and sixty-eight. We that we're in that range. We haven't hit seventy. We haven't really dropped. We may well, have dropped below to sixty-four. That one day it was really cold. It may have dropped down to sixty-four, but that's yeah. about it. Because I also have though. towels and stuff around the fermenters too. Yeah, that's good. Because it, you know, like like with pizza, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a fight. This he's like Segway Master. <laughs> and the oven temperature, right? You want you want consistency. Absolutely. Doesn't or, cook right. Or are you going to have, like, it's going to be doughy in the middle and it's going to be The conveyor moves a certain speed, so the, the oven's got to be a certain temperature. Right. Otherwise, but ha- by the time it gets through, you realize. To answer you guys for so home how, brewing, how do you control the fermentation? They have, they have sleeves that you put right. over the fermenters that control the temperature. What's, we just don't have any What's yet. in the sleeve? Heating elements. What's in the box? <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to heat it up, though. <laughs> you do when you're brewing in the winter. Not what about in the summer? Yeah, How do you cool it down? How do you keep the temperature going? My garage stays pretty constant temperature in the summer. It stays okay. Nope. It get stays around like seventy. Things that you get after you do like ACL surgery with a the thermos. I do have one of those. Yeah, okay. I, had, I do. Have, I have a knee awesome. pump. Yep, cool. those are right. great. Yeah, I have one of those. We could use too if we need to cool it down. Well, if you've got towels on it, you could also just kind of wet the towels down yep. and let it evap. You have to. You have to think about the the process in a way that what you're doing. In the beginning of the brewing process, when you're doing the mash and you're doing the boil, um, you're, you're creating an ecosystem for the yeast mm-hmm. because the yeast does the brewing. So what you want to do is you want to you're creating this ecosystem world of sugars and just loveliness for for the yeast to consume the sugars and convert that into alcohol and CO two. I don't know what type of yeast you guys are using. We used the Wyman 1056 this time. 1056. Her name was Carol. Her name was Carol. <laughs> what? <laughs> in, in, our, in our case, I think we're building an ecosystem for the penicillin. But <laughs> I'm not familiar with that yeast. It's the American Ale yeast. American Ale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm I'm used to like USO4, USO5. Gotcha. Are those, are those dry yeast or liquid? Dry. I used liquid this time. I did not Good. like it. Okay. I'm going to go back to dry. Yeah. Like really it's research the yeast. People people yeah. overlook the yeast. Oh. They think it's like bread. You know, I, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna make the bread expand, and we'll just have bread. You know, yeah, yeah no. This addition of yeast did, not, have to say did not cause the same um, super fermentation that the dry yeast did. It didn't okay. it didn't go as crazy as it did before, which concerned crazy. me. Yeah, I think I'll probably go back to dry yeast, depending on. We'll see. I haven't well, we, checked the gravity obviously yet, 
the initial gravity was 1.085 when I took the gravity of the wort before we fermented it. 1085? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Which we, isn't bad. It's at probably around the 7 to 8% alcohol yeah. range. Yeah. Are we so. going to try to do our own yeast? Because like we, we, we talked with a brewer one time. He actually once developed his own. He went through and, 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 and has cultivated, cultivated his, his own, own yeast sure. strains. Sure. <laughs> I was like, okay, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Well, no, I mean, uh, his his attention to detail, you know, but, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if Jordan ever had thought if we were ever going to do that or not. We could. Yeah. I've already actually contacted the uh, people in Tennessee about the wrangling, the yeast wranglers. Yep. I already contacted them. The yeast wranglers. You have to know, you have <laughs> to know your yeast yeah. threshold. Yeast wranglers. Wow. Because when, when, when you get so- outside of that threshold, you know, whether it's too cold or too hot, you're going to kill the yeast. Yep. You know, and, and you want that, the yeast to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And one way to, to make sure the yeast is healthy is like, like when you're dumping the yeast, just smell it and taste it. And if it's like a Flintstone vitamin, then it's healthy yeast. Hmm. If you're getting flavors like a, like if you just uh, lit a match yeah. and it's Sulfur. like sulfuric, yeah. yeah, or it's acetic, like um, or butter like, flavor, it smells like a hospital. Well, that's diastole. People don't understand like yeast undergoes the Krebs cycle, like in biology, like when you're working out and your cells are, mm-hmm. you know, the mitochondria, the energy powerhouse of your cells. Yep. Are, are converting oxygen and, and sugars um, into usable energy for our bodies. That's what yeast is doing. But instead of what our cells do when they don't get enough oxygen, they create lactic acid. Well, yeast, when it doesn't get, because it is an aerobic organism, it needs oxygen to thrive. But we're putting it into, we're specializing it in this ecosystem where it doesn't have oxygen, but it still wants to thrive because it has a shitload of food. Like, it's, it's at, you know, <laughs> your favorite buffet, right? I wish there was a fat person here we could make fun of. Uh, really? There, there he is. Yeah. Well, not him, but the three of us. What's yeah. the, what, Damon's? Is that a good? Yes. Na- yeah. Damon's yeah. ribs yeah. or country buffet? Yeah. Uh, old country buffet, yeah. The Arnie's in Greenwood used to be a Damon's. Was it really? Yeah. Was it all you can eat? Is it all you can Fun eat? Fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. Is it a smorgasbord? Is Arnie's all you can eat? He just said that. No. Oh, oh, damn it. Damn it. Wait, so instead of creating lactic acid, it creates alcohol it's and CO2. Eat, right. Which is an which, awesome. Which when you break it down, that. it's it's glucose sugar. I wish, right. I wish my mitochondria did that when I was exercising. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? I'm getting drunk. <laughs> I'd be licking myself in the gym. Well, at some, at some point, your body does start doing that. If you're, if you, what, if you lack too much sleep, your um, well, there, your blood alcohol goes up. Well, there's some people too who have yeah. a, a condition where they're constantly Producing, brewing out yeah. their, their yeast or too it's much. It's a yeast thing in their alcohol stomach, yeah. in their stomach. Pillsbury <laughs> Doughboy. Yeah, but that, that's something that's like better earwax. Those are extreme circumstances. One percent. Yes. Oh yeah. Lucky bastards. Yeah. <laughs> Low percentage. You know, it's like uh, Mr. Cook at um, one of the top breweries in, in the U.S. thinking that he can eat yogurt and put yeast in and eat it. Hey, Every, he eats like three portions a day, Ew. and he drinks all day, and he doesn't get drunk. Oh, that guy. Yeah. 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 I saw I saw that whole storyline and all yeah. that of just sitting there eating brewer's yeast. Right. And being able to drink all day. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, yeah. That I doesn't feel work. Sorry for that guy. That doesn't work. And NPR did the. Uh, they tested it. Oh, it's just hilarious. I do better off just taking a super B complex vitamin before I start drinking, yeah. and, or and I'm or good. I, <laughs> I saw water. a lady doing uh, drink little, water. I saw a little fennel peeling lady doing. Uh, she was doing one of those chili pepper eat offs, right? Mm-hmm. Like habaneros and ghost peppers and shit. Oh. 
and she ate like a plate of them, and then start rubbing them in her eyes. Oh. And I'm like, Why? okay, she's missing something. Yeah. There's not something in her body. You know, yeah. she's like a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, she's. She wasn't doing <laughs> she was just, wouldn't I mean, do anything. People, to the, people, some people who, you can find the video like on YouTube, and people are like, oh, I mean, it was disgusting, but she's got to be missing. Whatever capsaicin does to those kind of yeah, she can't have open. it. She was just chowing them down, rubbing, and, and then started rubbing them like goat. No, they're like I think there were ghost peppers. In ghost peppers, well, well Carolina like, Reaper, because a habanero rubbing your habanero in your eyes wasn't big yeah. enough. But yeah, right. she's just rubbing her in her eyes, and you know, little tiny little lady. And I'm like, okay, maybe she has she doesn't have tear ducts. Well, it's it's whatever, it, or, yeah. or doesn't have any but reaction she was to capsaicin. Like, like crazy. If I touch my if I touch my face after like handling a jalapeno or something. Dead. Over. Oh, really? I'm gone. Well, I mean, well, see, I'm so used to it now. I mean, I can handle habaneros and stuff. And well, don't. Okay, you 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 cut up and chop up a habanero, and then you go and then you go to the bathroom and we see what happens. Wait a minute. Wait, you, wait a minute. Then you go to the bathroom before washing your hands, and you see what happens. When I did that, uh, what are we taking pictures of now? That scorpion burger challenge. I wear contacts. Do that again, Jeremy. You, were, you had a scorpion burger. Yeah, I tried. I did the challenge. It. I ate what about three fourths of the burger. Oh. But anyway. I did the challenge, and literally, like two, three days later, taking my contacts out, washing my hands, scrubbing my hands, that stuff was still on my hands. Oh. It like shit hurt like hell to put my contacts in. Oh, yeah. That's just awful. So I like that uh, Jeremy just held up a four pack, went, shook it ass, like, you guys want more beer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. When are we going to start our. our of course, uh, of course. Soda, jo- Jordan's our- ready to go. We're out of time, guys. Uh, <laughs> go. hey, the flash a, is on tonight. This is so. going to be a long <laughs> show. I don't care. I'm off the next two days from work. I really don't care. I'm just saying. We could do a whole another episode. We're 10 minutes into another episode already. The regulator. Mauda. Megan has, Megan has to go. You Bye, know, Megan. No, Thank you for being on the no, show. No, don't leave. Thank you. Arnie's what day? I'm late. What day? June 7th. June 7th. June 7th. The pigs will be at Arnie's with Evil Check. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, we look forward. And Gray Road. Yes. Taste, forward taste to some new menu items, drinking Super good beers. Excited. Yeah, it'll be great. We are too. Preview uh-huh. some new menu items for the first time, get some public feedback, and, and Lots drink a whole bunch of beer. We may do a pig pre show. 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 Prego show. Sounds good. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll meet you at Arnie's. All right. Meet you at Arnie's. Thanks for coming, Megan. Thanks, Megan. Bye. Give me filet mignon or some escargot under a big fancy chandelier And I'd send it right back with a note attached saying bring out some pizza and beer Pizza and beer, pizza and beer, let your bad times disappear Now I'd love to meet you for some beer and pizza So bring out your pizza and beer Go on and bring out your pizza and beer And my old friend Lester loves his red hot peppers 
But honey, don't you have no fear Cause there won't be a frown Once you wash it on down Oh, my good old pizza and beer Pizza and beer, pizza and beer Let your bad times disappear How I'd love to meet you for some beer and pizza So bring out your pizza and beer How I'd love to meet you for some beer and pizza So bring out your pizza and beer Get evil.